Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. On this week's episode, offensive guard Dan Feeney joins me and shares what it's like to be in a huddle with Phillip Rivers and how his grandmother sparked his love for the game of football. But first, earlier this month, the Chargers posthumously nominated Alex Spanos for the 2018 Salute to Service Award. I sat down with President of Football Operations John Spanos, and he discussed his grandfather's service and the family's longstanding support for our military. All right, welcome into episode number 11 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. And it's a special weekend for the organization. And of course, it's exciting that the team has won six straight and gets back to Rocket Field at Stub Up Center after 41 days. Hard to believe, but, you know, sometimes there are more important things than football. And this Sunday is the team's Salute to Service game. And this year's Chargers Salute to Service nominee is Alex Spanos. And joining me now, one of his grandchildren, President of Football Operations, John Spanos. And John, very appreciative of your time. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Um, it's a pleasure to have you. And it's probably appropriate to just start with this. What, what does this weekend mean to you, knowing how much the military meant to your grandfather? Well, obviously, it means a lot. And, you know, with the recent passing of my grandfather, um, just has been a reminder of, of even more so of all of his values and all that he's brought to this organization. And one of those things that he really has instilled is, um, you know, kind of twofold. One, making the community a better place and then also um, supporting the, the armed forces and the military in any way possible. And that's something that we've done as an organization, you know, as long as I've been around sure. and, you know, a lot of memories of doing that. So um, certainly a special time and a special weekend to honor all those who've served. Absolutely. You know, I think to fully appreciate the breadth of your grandfather's support for the military is just to start from the beginning. He served in the Air Force, trained as a pilot. He became a tail gunner during World War II. How do you think his service really set the foundation for his success in business and real estate and just in life in general, John? Well, I think it definitely played a role. And, um, you know, my grandfather lived a life that was very inspirational. Mm. If you look at where he came from and his beginnings, you know, coming from nothing, the son of poor Greek immigrants. And, you know, something he always valued was, was hard work. Okay. And so that's something when he was a child, um, you know, as a kid, he'd have to get up and work, you know, before going to high school. And so, you know, discipline and hard work is something that's always been a value. And that was, I think, even enhanced more when he served in the Air Force. No doubt. And, you know, after his time in the Air Force, you know, I think the, the lessons he learned both as a child and, and in the Air Force, hard work and, and discipline and those types of things, there's no doubt played, played a huge role. I mean, if you look at his life, a lot of his success really was the product of just hard work and sheer determination, mm. you know, and didn't really have, a, you know, wasn't formally educated to the degree of a lot of other people um, in the business world, but had great street smarts and worked very hard. And I can tell you what, he really loved this country. I mean, he lived the American dream, yeah. right? And, um, and I know it's something that he was always very appreciative of this country, proud of this country. And so helping um, and supporting, like I said, um, the armed forces, the military, it was, was um, something that he valued greatly. It's very interesting, too, because, you know, not a lot of people, to your point, in the business world, the real estate world, probably had that experience of serving and, and knowing just how hard those guys work. And so to have that foundation throughout your life, that gives you an edge over people. Yeah, I think so, um, for sure. And and certainly the things you go through and the things you learn um, and probably how you grow when you serve, you know, I, I can't even imagine it have, having not done it, but I know the people who have. Uh, yeah. It's just so much respect yes. for everyone who, 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 who has done that or continues to, to serve. 
What are your earliest memories of your grandfather and the military? I know this has been a calling card of his throughout his, his tenure as owner. Yeah, well, you know, obviously I remember seeing the black and white photos, um, mm-hmm. whether it was some, you know, buddies he served with, you know, in, in their uniform or, you know, a black and white photo in front of the type of plane that he flew. And, um, and then uh, obviously a lot of memories being a young kid at Chargers games and seeing a lot of the troops at the games um, in our box. And, yeah. you know, my grandfather um, developed a friendship with Bob Hope and Bob would come around and their involvement in the USO tours and all of that. So um, a lot of great memories. Well, the Bob Hope thing w- was interesting to me. They, did they develop a tap dance? Yeah. So it's a funny story. And, and um, you know, my grandfather had become really close friends with Bob Hope and they had met through golf and, and some golfing buddies. And then I believe the story goes they were traveling somewhere together and there was um, a weather delay on the flight. So they were stuck in an airport together and they had to wait just hours. And, you know, at the time, Bob had been touring and had a tap dance routine. And so he was practicing. And my grandfather just saw it and said, hey, I want to try that out. And so, you know, having him never danced, he got up and Bob was teaching him a few things on how to do it. And, and you know, it's funny to hear my grandfather tell the story because he'd say, you know, of course, Bob was so impressed how naturally good he was <laughs> at dancing and, and said, hey, you know, and then so then my grandfather started getting some like formal lessons and, and then they developed a routine together. They performed at Carnegie Hall. They performed kind of all over the, you know, all over oh, and wow. for various causes, philanthropic efforts. And of course, the USO was, a, a you know, huge um, effort of Bob's. And so, um and so they, that's a really fond memory. And seeing the videos of my grandfather was so proud of the videos, as oh, he bet. should be. But yeah. it was funny all the time, whether someone would come over to the house and my grandfather would say, hey, have you seen the videos of me dancing with Bob Hope yet? So, <laughs> you know, I was joking with my uncle the other day um, how many times he's seen the video just because he's been there when my grandfather has made other people watch the video. And yeah. my uncle practically knew the whole routine just from having seen it so many times. I bet. But, uh, but it, it is awesome. It's a great thing to watch. And I know that for my grandfather, it was a really special, special time being with Bob and being able to support the troops and, and just uh, many philanthropic causes. Well, they, they raised so much money. But all right, burning question. Did the dancing fall to John Spanos? Well, can, I don't can you, know. Did you get some moves, I don't John? know about that. I, I definitely <laughs> do not proudly display it the same way he did. Let's yeah. put it that way. You guys got to see your grandfather in action with, with our troops during games. They had practices on bases too if I'm not mistaken yes and that's probably one of my favorite uh, I mean we've done a lot you know obviously with with the troops and you know we've, we've had the one recently where we bring them in they play video games with our players and pros versus G.I. Joe so they cool. love that I, I, and, and I think that's the one um, you know <laughs> thing we do that at, is the easiest to get the player. I mean, the players, we have great players who love to volunteer and come, mm-hmm. but they love that one because they get to play video games. Oh, yeah. I was just down there playing Fortnite and Madden, yeah, and yeah. they're all into it. But the the practices at the bases, and even on an aircraft carrier we did once, more of a walkthrough, of course, but mm-hmm. those, uh, are, I would say, are probably some of my fondest memories of all the events we've done in conjunctions um, with the military. Um, because you get to see these people who are serving and their families, they come and they just really, one, they appreciate you being there. And then two, some of my favorite memories, you know, whether it's Philip Rivers bringing two of them out and having one run a route on another one, so you know, cool. and so like a defensive guy will be coaching up, you know, the, the, the military personnel who's playing defense and then, you know, Philip will grab a, 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 someone and have, teach them how to run a route and they'll get to do a little one-on-one right there catching a ball from Philip Rivers. It is such a cool thing to see and, um, you know, that, that definitely fond memories there. And you never want to take for granted the platform that we have here at the organization. 
that you can make somebody's day, you can make somebody's year, you can make somebody's life just by doing simple things like that. Because, you know, football is such an escape for people. And it's something that, you know, families and, and, and people get together to watch Chargers games. So to have that just come out at a, at a military base or some of these events that we do here, uh, it's priceless. Well, and not just do, you know, hopefully they appreciate it, but I can tell you we appreciate being able to go there. No doubt. I mean, you know, it's impactful on us being on the aircraft carrier, going to these bases, seeing all that these people do and the appreciation we have for them. I mean, we get a lot. I know I have. I personally get a lot out of it. Mm. So it's special for me in that way. Well, I want to go through some of the events that we do here because I, I was – at the event last Friday, uh, the, the TAPS event, where 10 families were here and they had the opportunity to, to place a decal of their lost loved one's initials on the back of a player's helmet. And it was an emotional experience for both the families and the players. And it was something that's really indescribable, you know, to, to have a, a player be able to put the initials of a, of a fallen soldier on the back of their helmet and just how much it means to the families and really the players too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you think about all the sacrifices that people who serve um, go through and then the ones who paid the ultimate sacrifice, of course. Um, it's really impactful when you think about that. And so anything we can do, of course, is, is sort of a no-brainer to help in any way we can. And, mm. and for these these families that were able to like you said, put the initials of their loved ones, actually be here and put it on the helmet. Um, And then being able to see that player, you know, wear it out on the field and and compete. Um, You know, just, uh, I know in in the light of everything, probably a small token of our appreciation, but, you know, anything we can do to support these these families, we're happy to do it. Yeah, there's a a video on our website uh, that wraps up both events, the the Pros versus G.I. Joes and, and the TAPS event. And, of course, that decal was worn during the Raiders game on Sunday and will be worn this Sunday when the Chargers take on the Broncos, we talked about the pros versus G.I. Joe's event. I, I got to walk in there. And it, you know, it's just fun seeing guys like Joey Bosa and Desmond King and Denzel Prim. Those guys are into it just as much oh, as the yeah. vets are. Oh, yeah, they are. And, and you know, I'm not a big video game my, guy myself, so I can't really relate. But I see I, I some would, of our players. I used to, I used to play Madden. Used to it's just oh, it's yeah. been a while. I was, a, I was a big Sega Genesis guy. That I, was I remember, my That was yeah. my, I mean, my era, too. The original John. Nintendo. The original Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I remember Atari, the original Atari, but I was a little too young for that. And then, Mario Brothers. N- yeah, Nintendo was in my prime, and then and then the Sega Genesis, and then, of course, like the original John Madden football, yeah. when they didn't even have all the teams it's, on there. Man, it's real now. It's, yeah. it's like oh, next level now. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I can't really quite relate to it, but I see how our players get into it. And of course, you know, the, you know, the GI Joes versus the pros and seeing how they get into it. it, it it's fun. It's fun. The, the boots and bolts too. This is something where we've had, we've had our military come out on Fridays to the Hope Performance Center, uh, check out the walkthrough of practice. And again, this is, this is just a small token of appreciation, but but it goes a long way, and it's it's awesome to have our vets here on Fridays. It is, you know, happy to open our doors, give them a look at, at the building, what we do, a little bit of practice, and and getting to meet and greet some of the players and some photo ops, and and so um, again, it's something we're happy to do. And on this, John, you know, a lot of this stuff can't be successful without having high character guys in the locker room and on the coaching staff, and to see the interaction of our players with our vets, and, and not just our vets, you know, Community Tuesdays, stuff we do in, in the, the greater Los Angeles area, uh, each and every Tuesday, uh, our players want to do these things, uh, and it, it can't go without them. 
There's no doubt. And, and I think one of the things that gets sometimes overlooked or lost is really how much focus we put on what type of players that we bring into our building. And when we get ready for the draft, I mean, the, that process of preparing for the draft is a year-long process. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what we're doing in those 12 months leading up to the draft, obviously, is evaluating their abilities on the field. But beyond that, it's, it's evaluating what kind of person, you know, what kind of worker, obviously, locker room, teammate, um, and then the personal character. Yeah. And so, one, you know, we, we pay close attention to what kind of guys we bring in. And then number two, a lot of credit has to be given to Coach Len. Um, you know, Anthony's done an outstanding job since he's been here, really setting the tone for the building and creating a culture as, as far as, you know, what's important for this team, what kind of teammates do we want to be for each other, and then what kind of citizens do we want to be in the community as well. So um, Anthony definitely deserves a lot of credit for that. And I just go back to his, his post-game victory speech in Oakland. Right, yeah. and that's the perfect yeah. example of perfect just example. what matters. He talked about calling a vet, thanking a vet for their service. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Other guys too, John. I had Geno Smith on our backstage podcast, and in the short time he's been here, all the work he's done in the community. He he was at our boys and girls event in September. He mentors eight to ten kids a day, even dating back to his his time in New York. Um, so. It, it doesn't matter. From from 1 to 53, you guys got a strong bunch. Well, thank you. And, and I give our players a ton of credit because there's a lot of guys who do a lot of good work in the community that doesn't even get publicized or doesn't, you know what I mean? Of course. And, and so, um, and, you know, and that's not why they do it. You know, they don't do it. For, they do it to make a positive difference in the community and, and make a positive impact. So um, you're right. I mean, Geno Smith is a, is a good example and there's there's plenty more. Um, so proud, proud of our guys. Countless guys. John Spanos, president of football operations. John, um, this is well-deserved for, for your grandfather to be, to be nominated for this award. I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but I know he'd be proud of your family and uh, the strong character group that you guys have in this locker room. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate it. We're very proud of him. He's obviously a huge mentor, huge impact on my life, not just up till now, but he's going to have an impact on my life as long as I live. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Okay, before we get to my conversation with Dan Feeney here on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota, I want to tell you about a rare chance for you and a guest to join the Chargers on the field before kickoff. You get two tickets to a game and a special VIP meet and greet with NFL analysts Matt Money-Smith and Daniel Jeremiah. Enter for the chance to win the Backstage Chargers prize pack by going to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. No purchase necessary. It's open to Southern California area residents 18 and over. This ends January 10th, 2019. Again, go to chargers.com slash win for rules and details. Here on a victory Monday at the Hook Performance Center with Dan Feeney. Dan, what's up, buddy? Six in a row. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, the team is uh, meshing together real good, and, you know, we're excited. You know, you look at the Raiders' record, and obviously they've been struggling a little bit this year, but it's never easy to go into the black hole and get a win, regardless of the record. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, a team like that is dangerous because, you know, they're not going to hold anything back, you know I mean? We saw that fake punt right off yeah, the bat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just right there. I mean, I was expecting, like, onside kicks. I mean, anything and everything. So, and, I mean, they showed it on defense, too. They're blitzing a ton, and, you know, they're giving us all types of different looks. So, uh, a team like that, you know, you got to always, you know, stay on top of and, you know, try and jump out ahead. But uh, we didn't, but, I mean, we got the victory, and... We finished it. So those are probably the hardest ones to get too. Mm-hmm. When you know you have a team that that has been struggling is willing to do anything just to get a W. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw it right off the bat the the fake punt, you know, and I mean that that uh, that showed, you know, they're they're not afraid to do some crazy stuff just to try and get a little momentum going, you know, just trying to have everything swing their way. But you know, I think we responded really well. You know, the defense. Uh, I mean, they pretty much played the whole first half. It seemed like so. Yeah, we talk about like, protecting every inch. They say that all the time. They've done it. The last three games, man. There's been a goal line stance or uh, that mm-hmm. that two point conversion attempt in London yeah. last week in Seattle. I mean, the defense has, has yeah. really stepped up. It's incredible, man. You know, they're they're bend not break. You know, and it's it's awesome because you know sometimes they'll just march down the field, but right there, there's. That always st- stalls out for some reason. I don't know. The defense just honkers down. They do their thing. Gus is calling the plays, and it's awesome. It's incredible, you know, seeing them just get held to a field goal or like a <laughs> a fourth and goal stop, and you know, they, we just come out, and I'm like, holy cow, man, oh, man. it's incredible. I remember talking to you right after the game in London that that two point conversion attempt. So mm-hmm. the defense stepped up. And we were just talking offline. Forty-one days on the road, you guys go four and zero during that time span. What has this been like? Just, I really just bonding with the guys too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's been a lot of plane trips, you know, but uh, <laughs> a lot of frequent flyer miles. Man. Absolutely, I'm, uh, Sunday, good Sunday was the shortest one. Yeah, forty-five minutes. That's that's not bad at all. But uh, you know, it's good. You know, we're 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 meshing really good as a team right now, and. You know, it's it's hard being on the road for 41 days. I mean, it's crazy. You know, we had our uh, our London trip, which was 10, 11 days, you know, away from the stuff of and just home pretty yeah. much, you know. So uh, just being around the guys and being able to be around such a good vibing team, you know, has made it easier for us, I, I believe. And I think that... You know, when we come back to the stub hub, I think it'll be a lot of Charger fans ready for us. Absolutely. Have you ever been a part of something like that in high school, college? Just being a, being away that long? I imagine certainly not in high school, but at Indiana at all. No, never never that long. I think our longest non-home game was three, maybe four weeks. Yeah. But I mean, but that's Big Ten too, and yeah. also you're, you're you're traveling the Midwest. Exactly. It's <laughs> it's it's nothing bad. It's nothing going to like London. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. not a twelve-hour flight. Exactly. So. No, but uh, not nothing nothing too bad. So yeah. I got Melvin's stats in front of me over his last five games. I was just saying, you know, Melvin's had an unbelievable year, but it's also a reflection of you guys. So. Okay, Oakland, 165 and a touchdown. Seattle, 123, and these are total yards, and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Cleveland, 150 total yards, three touchdowns. Oakland, again, 120 total yards and a touchdown. And then San Francisco, 159 total yards and a touchdown. When you see your running back getting yards like that, how does it make you feel just as not only a member of the offensive line, but just collectively what you guys have been able to do up front? Yeah, it's great. You know, I mean, it's a (laughs) – it's a lot on the coaches too, you know. They're putting us in good positions, making us run good plays against Coach good, Meyer, right? Yeah, uh, Coach Meyer, you know, Coach Wiz. I mean, they're they're geniuses. They're in there. They're they're scheming. They're they're breaking down film. And I mean, having Phil get us to a right run, you know, on the spot on the line. If he doesn't see something, it's it's incredible, you know. And having Melvin run as hard as he does, you know, it's it, it energizes the line. You know, when you see him breaking tackles, running through arm tackles, oh, yeah. it's it's awesome, you know. And I know myself, Pouncey, Russ. Sko and Sam and Joe, we we feed off it. You know what I mean? It's like to. holy moly, this guy is running, <laughs> and it's it's awesome. You know, that's Big Ten football, though. Yeah. Dan, you're used to that. I, I mean, am. Got, that, that's all I'm like, heck yeah, because you, know you had you had Tevin Coleman and Jordan Howard. Yes, sir. I mean, and those are, those are guys that are they're doing the thing in in the league and in Indiana. I mean, you were opening holes for those guys. No doubt, no doubt, and uh, I mean. 
those three running backs, I mean, they're similar, man. They they run hard. Yeah. You know, they run hard. They're bruisers, and it's awesome to see. I mean, I just getting juiced up, man. Running that ball, is it's awesome. And, you know, as I said earlier, Pat and Wiz are helping us get into good schemes and stuff, and it's just a collective whole well, there's, you know, you know there's some mean? Big Ten flavor here because we got not only Melvin, you got you got Derek, mm-hmm. and we even we got a Wildcat too, Justin yeah. Jackson, Chicago Absolutely. guy too, uh, uh, in the backfield. So no you know, I'm sure it's something you're very familiar with. No doubt, no doubt. All right, man, I want to flip to the passing game because Philip, he's only been sacked 12 times this year, and it's tied for the third lowest in the league. Mm-hmm. When you get to protect a guy like Philip, I mean, even last year, he, he was only sacked 18 times. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to charge you up to, to see the season that he's having and just getting rid of the football and then you guys protecting him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a, <laughs> he's a great asset to have on the team. He's, he's, his experience and his knowledge of the game is, is unmatched. You know, when he, when he's out there, he takes control of the huddle. He takes control of everything. And it's, it's crazy to see how the game plays out in his head. You know, from outside looking in, he can just he can dissect a defense. He can do so many things so fast. You know, and it's it's like holy cow, man, this guy is on another level. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And for him being able to change plays and runs and schemes and formations in seconds is incredible. What's it like being in a huddle with him? It's it's incredible. I mean, he's he's business. He's fun. I mean, he's he's everything you need. He's it's it's like having another coach, a dad, and like everything. You know <laughs> All in mean? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's awesome because he's just he's just a great guy. You know, he's like, hey, little little more push, we'll get a big yard, big holes, almost right there. And you know, you come back, you're like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. work a little harder. Let's get Melvin a bigger hole and let him score a touchdown next time. So it's just little things like that. He's he's incredible. With. He, he's got like the right buttons to push, right? Exactly, exactly. And he knows like how to communicate with everybody. Like he talks. Not differently, but he's more selective, I guess, what he's saying you yeah. know, to other people. You know, some he knows how to push people's buttons the right way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The offensive line, how much better do you think it's gotten just collectively? You know, not just having Mike there, but also just an extra year for you. You got Schofield, you mentioned, uh, Barksdale, Tevy, and, of course, Russell. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I, I think we got a good group of guys going right now, and, you know, we're, we're bonding really well. We're you know, playing to our strengths, you know, trying to shade away from little weaknesses here and there. But I think all together we're, you know, we're just trying to grind and help Melvin, Phil, Austin, Keenan, you know, all those guys just get the yards that they deserve. Yeah. But last year you had nine starts. How much has that helped you going into this year, having, having those nine starts? And then really how much better can an offensive lineman get from year one to year two? And what ways do you think you've improved? Yeah, I mean, uh, the experience definitely has helped me out a lot from year one to year two. I mean, sometimes you don't always get that, but unfortunately Matt went down last year and had to step in. But uh, it helped me out, uh, you know, just seeing Phil being in a huddle with that guy, and I'm like, holy cow, this guy is incredible. You know, mm. it, it's – you got a lot less to worry about, you know, when Phil's in there. He, he can take care of everything, and it's 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 incredible watching him. But I, I think it, it's helped out this year because the game has uh, slowed down a little bit for me, you know. I think last year I was, uh, <laughs> you know, that rookie mindset. I'm like, oh, i got to worry about this, 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 this. And I, I imagine. I, and it's, you know, just getting thrown in there. But now it's like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is our game plan. This is what it's going to be, you know. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you know, less thinking, just just play ball. 
in what ways does it help too to be you know you got you got Russ on one side you got Pouncey on the other uh, what has Mike brought to this offensive line oh man he's he's awesome he's brought a bunch of grit you know a bunch of tenacity and fun man he's he's contagious you know his energy is contagious he's out there he's dancing to music and stuff and I'm like <laughs> this is my kind of music but I'm like all right, all right whatever let's do it you know he, he brings whatever charges you up exactly. charges you up and I mean if I see him having a good time Russell having a good time I mean it's just he just electrifies us you know what I mean it's 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 great to have him all right so so he gets charged up with music how do you get charged up <laughs> oh man I love the game, you know. Love love being out there with the guys and it's just it's just like man, this this is my job. Playing yeah, ball. You exactly. know, it's it's like shoot, if you're not charged up for playing ball then I don't know what will, you know. Yeah. And football's been your thing too. When when did you start playing ball? I actually started uh freshman year of high school. So I didn't start start on Pop Warner. My mom my mom thought I'd get hurt and then uh she wanted gr- you to table it a little bit. Right. And then my grandma actually like Pretty much uh, pushed my mom, like, hey, get him in football. He'll love it. It'll be great. And there you go. Sure enough. And yeah. they grew up in Chicago, man. What, what was it like growing up in Chicago? I think it's outside Los Angeles. I've been here for 12 years now. So mm-hmm. uh, I love LA. But outside Los Angeles, man, it's my favorite U.S. city. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, I wasn't directly in Chicago, but uh, a little Park. south. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, it's close. About 30. 30-minute drive, so nothing terrible, but I love the city, man. It's awesome. It's uh, – call me crazy, but I love cold weather, you know, just because I grew up in it, I guess. But uh, uh, it's a great city, great town, man, and it's uh, – they got so much good food up there. Oh, oh God, man. I was just saying, let's get into the food. What, what's the <laughs> what's the restaurant? What's the go-to oh, in Chicago? Man. Shoot, they got everything and anything you want. Yeah, you know? I know. the deep dish pizza. Yeah. That corn-fed beef, oh man, anything you need. What What are the famous pizza spots there? Uh, the Giordano's. Giordano's, yeah. yeah. I was right free from Giordano's too, man. And mm-hmm. listen, I, I think in doses with Giordano's because yeah. you get this. The, it's the almost dishes. like lasagna, man. It's, it's so dang thick. <laughs> One you know? slice and I'm good, man. Yeah. Um, you also grew up a Bears fan, right? Mm-hmm. Diehard yeah. Bears fan? Yeah. What's the, what's the team that you most resonate with? I guess maybe that, maybe that Super Bowl year, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, 06 for sure. But then, I mean, my grandma made me watch the 85 Bears, like, Super Bowl shuffle mixtape, like, on repeat. <laughs> you know, I mean, she That's she's classic. like, she got it on VHS one time. She's like, you got to watch this. This is awesome. And I'm like, grandma, I've seen it a hundred times. She's like, just one more. It'll be cool. <laughs> so... I mean that that's that's hilarious to me. You know, she's just she was a diehard Bears fan, and it made me a diehard Bears fan. And gosh, man, I can't tell you how many times I had to watch that Super Bowl shuffle on that's VHS. Amazing. Well, you know, when when you have family ties to a team, mm-hmm. I imagine that it, it just makes your love for football grow that mm-hmm. much more. Even playing later in life you know as a freshman in high school just having that connection with the family is that stuff is priceless yeah absolutely I mean uh you know my grandma loved it growing up and I mean watching me play uh you know it it lit her fire you know what I mean you can see the glow in her eyes like after a game and unfortunately she passed away but you know I always still think of her before I go out and you know she's she's been a huge influence and obviously my family has too mom and dad sister and all them but, I mean, she was kind of the one that really kind of got me into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I always think of her on game day. I, I bet it's cool to, to, to think about that stuff. And did she get to see you play in high school? Yeah, she saw me play high school and then uh, two years in college. So, 
It's great. Yeah. What went in the decision to, to go to Indiana? Uh, so it was kind of my biggest offer coming out of high school. Kind of sent letters, you know, around, sent my tape around and didn't get really anything back. And Indiana was kind of the school that, you know, showed a lot of interest in me. And, you know, I liked uh, Kevin Wilson and Greg Fry, the Kevin Wilson, the uh, head coach and O-line, uh, Greg Fry, the O-line coach. And, you know, just right away I I vibed with them really good. You know, they're they're kind of take no kind of guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're kind of hard asses, but I mean they were, you know, they made me the player I am today. You know, just instilling like the basics in in me, man. I mean, we're in a countless amount of suicides and up downs, but I mean it, it was worth it. You know? Yeah. Well, you were a, a four year starter there. You're a team captain. Your first team All American. Your senior year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, to have that experience at a Big Ten school, how much has that helped you in your your first two years in the NFL? Yeah, it's helped a lot. I mean, the level of play in the Big Ten, you know, it's it's huge. You know, especially in the trenches. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> absolutely. I feel like the Big Ten SEC is where a lot of like linemen come out of. I for some reason I always get that vibe, but uh, you know, I mean. <laughs> Getting up there, I mean, it's it's helped tremendously, you know, coming to the league and having coaches like that, you know, get me ready to transition and uh, making that uh, combine prep and all that. You know, they're they're trying to give me everything they could, you know, to yeah. you know to do as well as they could in the combine out there. So uh, forever indebted to those guys for sure. Yeah, I think what's cool about this team is that. And I've talked to a lot of guys about this, especially over the past couple of weeks, is the ability to enjoy the win and then move on to the next one very yeah. quickly. And Coach Lynn's talked about that. Uh, you guys just seem like you have the makeup that, all right, it's good to get the one win, but now, hey, we're in a six-game winning streak. How do we get to seven You know, against the Denver Broncos? Absolutely. I mean, we're we're staying hungry. That's a, a big thing that Coach Lynn has been you know, instilling in us. It's Okay, you won or you lost. You know, watch the tape, make the corrections, move on. Yeah, you know that's the biggest thing. You got to have a short-term memory in this game. You know, especially, you know, in the trenches. Each play, you know, you can be like, oh dang, didn't make that block. But it's like, hey, we're right back out here. You got to make the next block. You know what I mean? So, uh, you got to be able to move on and you know have a short memory about stuff like that. That's probably one of the biggest characteristics that a successful offensive lineman has to have too, mm-hmm. right? If let's say you get beat on a play, mm-hmm. the ability to forget about it and say, "All right, let's make sure I don't get beat two times in a row." Or if you make a great play on the other side, "All right, how do I continue to build off of that and, and make sure that I can build off of that success?" Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> you got to have it, you know, cuz you're in the NFL. You know, you're going to get beat. There's going to be people that are going to they're gonna get your edge. They're gonna bull rush you. Something's gonna happen. You know, it's you're playing with grown men and animals out here. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. So you gotta be able to be like, hey, what did I do wrong? You gotta be able to like replay the rep in your head and be like, okay, my hand was misplaced here. Let me put it inside a little more. Give me more power. So if he does this and this, so it's you gotta be hard on yourself. You gotta be a self critic for sure. But I mean. As I said, you got to just move on, too, you know. And if you do a good play, it's like, okay, now that's the standard. You got to do better than that, you know. So those are both sides of the coin in the trenches, I believe. And it doesn't get easier. I mean, you got a Broncos team coming up with guys like Wolf and Pecco and 
Chubb and Von Miller, Shaq Barrett. It's yeah. it's a pretty stout front seven. What do you see in this Broncos defense? Yeah, they're definitely front uh, stout front seven for sure. And uh, I mean, they're they're going to be tough, and especially uh, well, we play them in the stuff up. I forgot. I thought we were on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. It's probably easy to forget. Like expected. We're I going like, home. I thought we were on the road again. <laughs> no, but uh, it'll be good to play them at home. But like you said, I mean, they got a great. They got a great front, so you know we got a got a game plan on. We got to see what they're what they're good at, what they're not good at, and you know we got to make our runs and make our plays. This forty-one day excursion, I guess I could say, is probably the best best word for it. It's got to help you guys, probably especially as we get closer to the end of the year. The, the ability to win on the road is huge, but it's also nice to get back home. I mean, you guys have really use StubHub Center as a home field event. You've won seven of your last eight. You were able to beat the Broncos last year at StubHub. What does it mean to, to the guys just to get back home and also take care of home here, hopefully these next two weeks? Yeah, I mean, it's great coming home. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some a lot of Charger fans there. And, I mean, there'll probably be a bunch of Denver fans there. They travel well. But I think uh, just being at home, having a little bit of a home field advantage is going to be great for us. You know, we haven't had that in forever you know it seems like and uh you know being able to get that vibe and that energy is it's going to be unmatched you know pounce is going to be dancing so is russ and <laughs> keenan's going to be out there dancing so is melvin and i'll be like okay let's go let's ride you know yeah 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 and, and you know and then you mentioned the ability to play in cold weather too you guys have been lucky in terms of being able to avoid the cold, I mean, even like Seattle, it didn't really yeah. rain. You got you got Cleveland early. You got Buffalo in September. Yeah. Um, you're going to be tested in the cold in, in December. Uh, you know, against yeah. teams probably like Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, how much do offensive linemen love to play the cold? <laughs> Uh, it depends which line when you're talking about. <laughs> it's not. It's yeah. not a unanimous decision either no, way. No, uh, like me, uh, it, it doesn't bother me a whole lot. But uh, you know, some guys are like, "Hey, man, I'm wearing sleeves. I'm getting Vaseline, and I'm I'm staying warm doing me." I'm like, "Hey, you yeah. got, you do you. I'm gonna do me, and you know, let's make our blocks. Let's win this game." Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, it's not a uh, not as universal as you would think. So your second year here in Los Angeles, how's LA treat you, man? It's good. I like it. You know, uh, got a little spot over in Costa Mesa, and I love it here, man. Head to the beach a couple times, a couple times a week, because why not? <laughs> it's great to have the beach in your backyard, I imagine. Yeah. yeah, it is nice. I mean, I'm five minutes away from it, so on the off day, probably, well, probably right after I leave here, I'll go to the beach and hang out for a little bit. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty crazy that we can talk about going to the beach in, in mid-November, right? Yeah, it is nuts. It's a little chilly for people out here, but being a midwest guy this is still hot it's perfect so i'm good to go yeah <laughs> finally dan you what do you want Chargers fans to know about you you have these stars offensively we talk about melvin and, and keenan and you know uh, mike and tyrell all these guys that you know they get the glory on sundays when they get in the end zone um but this offensive line has played awesome what do you want this fan base to know about dan feeney Sheesh, not a whole lot to know, man. I'm just good old old lineman trying to give my boy some glory, you know. Trying to keep Phil clean, trying to make holes for Melvin and Austin, and pretty simple, easy-go-lucky guy. Love the beach, love hanging out here, and just excited to be a Charger fan, honestly. Selflessness. Yeah. You play for each other, and really the the fight for each other thing is real. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're – 
we play a sport as an old lineman and we never touch a ball if you think about it you know what i mean it's like it's crazy but i mean that's that's not that's not my job and i don't want it to be you know i want to I want to make holes for people to run through, and it's it's weird to think about, but that's it's my job, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you've certainly done it. I mean, Melvin's having a, a career year. Austin's, you know, played well. I mean, the, the dirty work up front is so important if this team is going to to continue to stack wins and and hopefully do some damage here in December and January. So appreciate you spending some time with us, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. And that's going to do it for episode 11 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Now, this is a brand new podcast, so we need your help to move this up the charts on Apple Podcasts by giving us a rating and review. Please help spread the word. This podcast posts every Tuesday, and you want to be on the lookout for an all-new Chargers Weekly this Thursday. The Chargers return to Los Angeles to take on the Broncos and look to make it seven straight. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.